It's time to gather together. Hi there, I'm Yelta, and I'll be buying the first round while we chat about Final Fantasy XIV. This is episode 136. Pull up a chair and join us. On the menu tonight, Duty Commenced episode 24 archive is now available. Final Fantasy XIV fan kit updated. Announcing the results of the Feast Regional Championship 2018 prelims. New optional items and a Mega Mog Station sale. Announcing the 5th anniversary 14-hour broadcast. More further tales from the storm. Letter from the producer live part. Some Roman numerals <laughs> said for August 31st. Game watch interview with Yoshi P and Soken. What's on tap? We'll take some shots and we have fan mail. But first, let's shoot the shit. Hey, Ruby. Hey, Yelta. Hey, what's up? What's up? It's another week, another beautiful week in Aorzia in the world of Heidelin. And uh, we traverse the lands and kill primals and do great stuff. And my ass is in Pagos most of the fucking time. <laughs> Freezing my ass off solo. No, I was doing some I was doing some group content the other day. In fact, I had a really nice group the other night. Uh, there was a tank named Echi. I don't know what server he was on. What's up, Echi? If you listen to this, I doubt it. Uh, and uh, a bunch of other group, uh, a bunch of other guys in this group. And it was fun. It had that that Final Fantasy XI experience because we were like going to new areas and we were like tiptoeing past dragons, and it really felt good. But that is not the usual experience that I've been having with Pagos. It's been at least the last couple of days. It's been very solo. So what I've decided is I don't want to run the train yet. I'm not ready for the train at level, I was level 23. I got to 24 just before the podcast. And I wasn't ready for the train. I don't want to jump on board the train at level 23 and die and raise and die and raise and die and raise. And I know it probably doesn't take very long to get the XP and get to a decent level where I'm not constantly dying. And maybe somebody will let me ride saddle back on their chocobo and drag me around places, whatever. But I just... I want to at least just relish in the shittiness that Pagos is for a little while longer before jumping on the train. So I was doing some solo content today and uh, jumping in the NMs when I saw like the easy ones spawn. But now that the trains are back, you know, we talked about last week that it, we, it had just changed. They just increased the XP for the NMs and uh, I had not done the train stuff yet. So I'm out there soloing today, killing butterflies and killing dodos at level 21 i'm level 23 now and uh i see ash the ash dragon pop and meanwhile you know there's a lot of banter and i think we'll talk about this a little later there was a lot of banter in my instance about well who's doing bunnies well who's spawning louie well who's doing this and who's doing that well this weather's up well screw square enix this weather's shit no and nobody knows how the hell to spawn different things and nobody knows how to spawn the nms and nobody knows what the fuck they're doing in pagos right now so it's still a shit show of course there's you know who's got the tracker Uh and (laughs) nothing nothing's changed right so i'm out there soloing butterflies and i see ash pops up and i'd already done two nms which was great so I was almost to 24, and I'm like, if I get this squeaker, I can get into 24 and then get on the podcast tonight. And I run over to Ash, and I get there, and I get invited to a group, which is great. And I'm standing there, and nobody's coming. Where the fuck is everybody? 
And the tank in our group, there's no healer in our group. The tank pulls. Nobody's coming. It's just our group of eight, maybe a couple of the randos standing around. I look at the instance, there's only 19 people in this instance. <laughs> so the trains have struck again. And if you are not familiar with how Eureka works under uh, the train theory, when I say train, it means they run from NM to NM to NM. Uh, whenever the circuit of NMs is clear, whenever they've run through every NM by spawning whatever they feel the group feels like they've spawned, everybody leaves the fucking instance. Everybody's gone. It's a ghost town. And then they go into another instance that's a fresh one, and they start the cycle over again. Well, because I was soloing butterflies, I didn't realize everybody had left the instance, and now only 19 people are doing this fate. I'm one of two razors in the party, me and a red mage. There's no healer. There's a healer outside of our group that's healing the tank, our tank. But there's like only like three or four people raising. And so if my ass dies with an instance of only 19 people, who the fuck am I going to shout at to come raise my ass if everybody wipes? So I had to actually pay attention on a level 22 fate. And I died a couple of times, but at least I got raised. And as soon as the fate was over, I hit 24 and I left the instance. Fuck this shit. So that's Pagos. So that's Pagos. Um, and that's my experience up to date. I think once I get to 25, I'll probably, probably join the train. I heard 25, it changes that that's somewhere in there is. I've, I've also heard, don't even do the little, don't even do the events or not the events. Don't even do the quests until you're 25. It's not worth your time. You'll die, and it's not worth trying to run around. Just wait till you're able to do that. Uh, that last group I was with was kind of cool, and it was um, – I thought we were going to get all the uh, Aetherite crystals, and we got close to that one in the top, the northwest corner, but we didn't quite touch it, and the, the group kind of fell apart at that point. So I don't have all my Aetherite crystals yet. I think that's the other thing. Once I get that that other Aetherite and I have all the ones on the map done – I'll feel a little more comfortable doing the train because then I can port out there, jump on board. I, I got into one earlier today. It was around 3 o'clock, and uh, I was like, I shouted for a group, and then some level 33 adds me to their group. Well, I'm level 23 at the time, and they're way up north, so what am I going to do? Run my ass up there, tiptoe around dragons until the train runs back past me? And then I get on board, or I die, and and hope the train runs past me to raise me. I just I don't I don't like those odds, Yelta. Mm-hmm. No, I, I died about I died shit. about four times trying to run up north, and uh, someone ran by and raised me. I made it a little further, and then finally the party's like, "We'll we'll come get you," and they did eventually. But it, uh... yeah. Yeah, mm. well, we got a little game watch interview that we'll talk about the Pago stuff later because I think the sentiment is there, and I think there's just a a mass confusion of what it takes to spawn stuff and what the expectation is. I mean, I think we all know that Yoshida tried to make it a little harder so we would be forced to chain party, and I I actually like the chain parties. I just wish it was a little smoother to do it. I, I don't I don't know what I would want. Either slow the global cooldown. I was talking to Bell Dandy about this. He was like, if you slowed the global cooldown to where it was like 10 seconds or something between 5 seconds, 7 seconds between actions, it wouldn't hurt his hand so much, you know, but when you're spamming on a 2.5 global cooldown, second global cooldown, you're just spamming actions over and over and over and getting carpal tunnel. 
And if the game was as slow as 11 with 11 content, you'd have time to talk to your friends and it'd be a little more fun. And then maybe they could raise the XP for the chains and then it would feel like 11 in a sense. Mm -hmm. But it just feels like Abyssia 11 on crack. And then they were like, well, we, we don't want you to, we don't want you to run the trains anymore. We'll just make it even more difficult. And it's just like, then they, then they gave in. Square Enix, the, the Yoshida and team finally gave in and said, fine, fuck it. Have your experience for the NM trains. We don't know what we're doing. Uh-huh. And, uh, now we're back on the train. Anyway, I'm gonna quit bitching about Pagos. <laughs> it is what it is and I'm level 24. Uh, we did maps on Thursday. Was it Thursday? Yep, it was, it was Saturday. Thursday, Thursday it was night Thursday. Party. I think where I got the Saturday from is people were like, can we run this on Saturday? Because Thursday was just not the greatest night, at least that week. In the past, we've done it on Thursday. It's been fine. But we have some new uh, free company members. Welcome to the free company. It's nice to still get new people in the free mm-hmm. company. Um, and uh, with them, we ran some, um, we ran some maps. Uh, we didn't do great. Nothing was popping. None of the portals were popping. I think we went in like three times, and then we, I think the furthest we got was like maybe room, room five three or something. Or I, I it was not much. It was, it was not great. It was not the so. best party. We had a, a, we had a full party, so that was nice. You know, enough people came out. Yes, that was pleasant. So it's good to, uh, it's good to have a, a good group of people to do that. And, and that being said, instead of maps, people were talking about, well, can we do NM sometime? People needed ponies. People needed birds. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll run some Ravana or I'll run some Zervon or whatever it, it takes. You know, it'd be fun to go back and do some old stuff. So, um, I, I think that's acceptable. So we'll just be using, I guess, the engine site because I'm not using the companion oh. app. That doesn't give me any bells or connect to any other calendar. Why am I not on a pleasant note here? I need to talk, like, positively. <laughs> the companion app is great. I love the little Moogle who gives me Koopo nuts every time I log in. But it's I'm, wonderful. I always capped a Koopo. The wait, UI we looks were splendid. Say, okay, the picture of me is adorable. I think, we, I think we decided that. Picture of you is adorable. Yeah. Yeah, you're adorable, Yelta. Yeah. That's that is that's not even best, in question. That's, no, that's the best part of the app. It is the best part of the app, in my opinion. Uh, and then what else did I do this week? Uh, I did the rising. Yes, in fact, mm-hmm. folks, I was able to get into the instance. If you have not, uh, it appears intermittently. I don't. I don't know shit about what I. All I know is whenever the rising came. For one, I think that. I think that they fucked up on the website in some way, and they said that this was going to come on at a different time than it actually was, or that the that the uh, previous event for um, Moonfire Fair was going to end. The Monday-Sunday was confusing to me. Maybe not to everybody else, but I felt like there were people confused about when Moonfire Fair was ending and Rising was beginning. And then even when the Rising began, everybody's just standing around the NPC and old dog going, what are we supposed to do? And uh, so then I went to Pagos, and that's when I had that good group. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when I got out of Pagos, somebody was talking about the rising on Twitter. So I ran over back to old dog, and the, and the NPC was up, and I did it. It was a clusterfuck, <laughs> which was exactly like 1.0 was whenever Old Da was being attacked, except that I could see more than 40 people on the screen at one time. And um, I played White Mage. It felt good. 
I was like the old school, you know, level 50. And I was raising people and casting arrow and stone. And uh, I got like 80 tokens or something. And um, I beat Neil Van Darnus hard mode in 1.0. Because I have the White Ravens to prove it. <laughs> so uh, I got my White Ravens. I already had the Manorville earrings because I, I did the Manorville stuff in 1.0. And uh, I guess I'll just save my tokens for next year so I can buy the Dalamut horn. I don't – I really don't know what else. Uh, <laughs> that's that's all I've got to say about the rising. There's a cool little poem at the end and we'll have some stuff we'll talk about later about some speculation with that, uh, that little that little poem there. And uh, anyway, that was my week. Yalta, tell us what you did. Mine was super similar. Map party on Thursday. I think I logged in and like did you know fashion report or – you know, cack pot, that kind of thing, but not, I haven't been getting on every day. So pretty much a map party. And like we said, it was not the most profitable map party ever, but I was excited that some of the newer people were like, we need to farm some other stuff. So I probably have to start scheduling things again. I'm, I need people to like respond to what time works for you. And things like that. It's hard to schedule stuff. It's hard to, you know, do, should we start earlier? Historically, we've always kind of started most of our stuff at 9 central time. 9 p.m. central time. Sometimes on the weekend, sometimes on a weekday. That just seems to work for a lot of us. But, you know, especially on a weekend, some of us are more, I don't know, fluid in our time of availability. But, I don't know. We don't do a lot of stuff on Sundays. I feel like Sundays we're like, it's just like... We gotta go to work on Monday. Stream, Twitch, and craft, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I did Pagos also. I did not have a very good experience. I went in there a couple times this week. And, like, first just even getting... Just shouting and finding a group. Just... I, I had to keep... I'd, I'd shout, stay in there for a little while, shout again wait a little while longer and then i would just get out and try another instance and i'd you know maybe get into a party and they didn't know what the fuck they were doing or wouldn't even all walk together the same place and i'm like 21 and it's like i can't even get a party at 21 and then uh what then i think the next day i went in shouted for a party left shouted for a party again actually got invited to one and then they're up north fighting I don't even know what, remember what we were, they were fighting. They were fighting stuff I get no credit for, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I started with, it was snowy weather. I was killing just the, uh, mobs just outside the adventurer town place. So I was trying to work on my challenge log. So maybe I just got to like put together a challenge log party for level 22 through 26 or something. I don't know. I just don't understand how they missed the boat on level sync. Like, if you could just say, hey, free company, hey, friends of Yelta, can we go in and level sync to 21, 22 like Final Fantasy XI did mm -hmm. and let us just farm this thing for the challenge log together? You get your experience, I get mine. Even if it, Even if there was like a little asterisk that said, if you do this while level synced, you get half the XP or something. You at know, least something I'd get like some that. Progression. At least I'd, I'd be willing yeah. to do that, or at least your level thirty-five friends would be willing to come mm -hmm. with you and do that. Well, and then I don't even know is is uh 
is Pagos like animals where you do need stuff dropped from the fates anyway, so you are eventually going to have to go do those anyhow. It's not like you're going to... You're going to need ice crystals or something at some point, yeah. Because I know in 11, one of the things I hated when I've tried to go back is you join these semi-AFK level sync parties, and you just stood there while in Guzgan Mines and, you know, whoever out-leveled, we'd just sync to someone else then. You know, and it was just boring and useless, and you didn't really learn anything, or it wasn't even work. I know one guy, like, went to, out to dinner and came back and was, like, two levels higher. It's like, uh... I don't want that kind of level sync experience, but I would like to be able to go play with my husband, who's super low level, even if I could sync to him and we could just duo or trio or a small party do the challenge log every week, but... I don't know. I'm not feeling it. And and then, when, like I said, when I did get in a party, I tried to run up north, died a bunch of times. Everything just could one-shot me. You know, I, I was a white mage also. And I, in Pagos, or in Animos, I used to, like, even if it was higher level than me, I could usually, like, swift cast repose and keep running. But no, that I was not having any luck whatsoever. I think we hit two fates, and then I leveled to 22, and then I sat around and People started leaving the party, and I'm like, I just don't have time for this. I, I have better things I could do with my time. I'm not, I'm not loving it, and I don't know why I'm hating it more, even more than Animos. But it's not, it's not fun to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you're right. I think if you like, if I could actually, I, and I don't mind a good old fashioned, you know. I, if there was a way for them to, and maybe that's what they were trying to do, if there was a way to, like, logically break us up, like Palace of the Dead, you know what floor you're on, and you get synced to whatever that floor is, right? And so you would work on, you work on your stuff. This is, it, it just aggravates me so bad. I joined a party, and I'm 21, and everybody else is 28 and 29, and I whatever they're doing, I get no credit for, or very little credit. So basically... I don't want to just AFK. I mean, I, I could watch YouTube videos, I guess, but it's just not fun to me. Yeah, I know. I could come up with like probably 10 different ways I could redesign it, mm-hmm. whether they're feasible or not. Uh, I don't know. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that could redesign this differently. In fact, I thought about this earlier today, and this was a completely different thought. You know, S- uh, Sega, Sega, the company, has been doing a lot of retro stuff. Sonic Mania, they've talked about Streets of Rage 4 is going to come out. They're promoting this. And uh, Sega's making a lot of money of going back to some old games. And you see a lot of stuff on Twitter. It's like they post like the PlayStation, remember these old games, or Dreamcast, remember these old games. And was like, why don't these game companies have a division that says, what is the retro stuff that the people really want? And let a team of fan-made people get this retro stuff and run with it for a little bit. Because there's some people out there that do some really cool stuff. In fact, I saw a YouTube video today, and it was by a guy that made a video for Chrono Break. And this was like the rumor for like the Chrono Trigger 3. And, and Square Enix has never done anything with that, and Chrono Trigger's probably dead. Uh, for all intents and purposes. Uh, and uh, why not just get some fan-made people to make Chrono Break, come up with some storyboards, some art design, whatever, pay them peanuts, fuck it, and uh, see how it does. 
you know, because mm-hmm. a fan will do a lot more. That's what Sonic Mania was, was fan-driven. It was it was Christian Whitehead and T-Lopes did the music, and, and it was fan-driven, and you see what a success Sonic Mania is. Uh, and they're doing that with a lot of other stuff. Wasn't to bring that it back Newer to Castlevania? That's, that's like, it's the creator, but it's not that company, is it? No, like it's it's not it's not Konami. Yeah, you know, but you know, you're seeing a lot of stuff come out of the fan thing that's backed monetarily by the company. I know we we have things like Mighty Number no. Nine that's very womp womp mm-hmm. uh, because Isafune. I'm not even going to get into that shit, but <laughs> it's it's it, it's a little different when you have people with a passion that are trying to do something and they don't have the money to do what they want to do, but they have a dream. And then people that have a bunch of money and no, no ideas, no, uh, no passion, uh, no fucking clue. And so where I'm bringing this to 14 is, can we have some people come up with an idea, a fucking clue, a dream, a passion of how some of these mechanics could work, and let's let them run with it. There's got to be some people on Yoshida's team that's like, Yoshida-san, Yoshida-san, what if we did this? And I bet there's a board of people that are like, no, 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 we have to do it this way, or no, 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 that would break this thing, and we can't do that. And I don't know why it just takes so long for them to implement some new ideas in this game when we've got you know world of warcraft has been doing it forever and i'm not saying they're doing anything really new but the hotness is there people are playing it people are loving it and i just really want to see some passion and some fire and some people people are not fired up right now i maybe i'm listening to the wrong people but people are just not fired up in final fantasy 14 right now and i would like to see people fired up people were fired up when they were doing ultimate rating and i feel like that is the last time people were fired up for any shit that was in 14 and then they said oh we're not doing ultimate for 4.5 sorry and there was a collective oh after that and it's just been bad news after bad news since so just trying to bring this back. Let me get back on the on the on the fourteen wagon and be happy again, so we can do this podcast. But I would really like to see some fresh blood, fresh air, fresh something come into this game. So please, Yoshida, tell us something good on this fourteen-hour broadcast. Make us happy again. Do something for me, baby. I need it. <laughs> well, and I've been thinking uh, I should go back and listen to some of our episodes that were kind of this time period. Two years ago, were we kind of like, eh, I'm not rating, I'm not, no, whatever, I'm not, I don't remember where we were at two years ago. And you know, traditionally, I, the point threes are a turning point for the game, and usually stuff, for usually, you and I, Yelta, and our group, we start doing a lot more stuff during the point three, and there's usually just something in something better, something good comes around the point three mark, and we're about to get into the point four. Four point four is coming in September. And I just don't have the same fervor, I guess. I, maybe it's just me, but I just I feel like there's a collective like eh, right well, now. And so. I know a lot of people will be like, "Oh, you're just burned out. You've played maybe. too long," and and that's entirely possible. And I and we both have been kind of chilling, kind of playing other games. And you know, I 
I spent I don't know how many hours in the last seven days playing Minecraft and you know in the weeks week before that I oh Dead Cells has ruled my life yeah, currently. yeah. you know it's <clears throat> there's there's a fun some sort of fun element that I'm I don't know kind of missing right now with fourteen Pagos not being fun isn't helpful. Uh, I also did the rising event, like you. Uh, first, I did the quest first, where you run around, talk to some NPCs, have your, you know, surreal moment, get to re- get your poem. <laughs> and then I did the, uh, the NPC was there for me, but I did this last night. Uh, and the, the NPC was there, The I went in, uh, did, uh, I think it must have cycled fully, because I think it, I think it, did it start on one end and is it fates that go all the way down to like the Thaumaturgist Guild and then start over? Yes. Is that how it works? So yeah, I joined, it was like kind of in the middle somewhere and then it went all the way to, I think I did the the, the whole loop. I don't remember how many t- rising tokens I got. I think like 160. I got in there and just shouted for a party, got invited to a party and then somebody's name looked familiar and I didn't say anything. And then later, this other person's like, Yelta, do I know your name from somewhere? She's like, I'm thinking, uh, like, uh, a link shell? Were we in a link shell together? Turns out they're from Derp Squad. Hey. (laughs) Yeah, so, uh, uh, and they're still on Excalibur. So when we both left the instance, I sent them, uh, uh, might be a her. I don't know. Uh, I think the character was a her. I uh, sent him a friend request and uh, invited him to Novika's bosom, friends of the bosom, link shell. So we still nice. have slots open. So if people want to come play with us, they can be part of that link shell. For sure. All right. But that was it. I really did not play a super ton. I do want to go back and I do want to go do some more. Uh, uh, have it on high. I do, I do want to, you know, go back and level some jobs and stuff. We we were supposed to have a, was it last week or the, was it last week? Or it was the week before we were going to do a accessories farming party and, and that we, we haven't rescheduled. My power that. went out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we that's what that it was. Again. Your power went out. I can't do it this week. This week I'm spending real time with other humans in real life. Oh my gosh. I know. I'm going to the movies, the local theaters doing, uh, Goonies and Jaws. We're going to go to see both. Yeah. Yeah. Kariri's coming with me, her family, Ulf and I. We're going to go watch Goonies and go have some dinner and come back and watch Jaws. Nice. (laughs) We love movies. So. All right. You can shoot this shit with us. Go to the website, www.gtffxiv.com. Let us know what you've been up to. Which reminds me, I haven't checked messages on there all week. I should. Ooh. Sometimes people We'll do. check at the end here, maybe. We'll check at the end. All right. First round is news. Uh, we already talked, I think, a little bit about the duty commenced episode, but the archive is, archive 24 is now available. I did not, I did not watch this yet. It's Friday. I can't, yeah. I just can't. <laughs> I, I need to quit my job so I can watch these ladies do their thing. <laughs> they always do. Well, when I, when I have had time to like, watch it on my phone <laughs> but um i didn't have a chance didn't time. your job crack down on that aren't they like monitoring you 24 7 to make sure that you're not on final fantasy 14 media 
Not as far I as I know. No. Oh, okay. They keep blocking more, more and more websites, but mm. I guess I should be writing code. Not <laughs> that software is not going to write itself. Apparently, I guess not. My Cinna watches these. She loves to watch it because she wants to win us prizes. And we don't win. Please pick our name, Aya and Shannon, please. I want to win something. <laughs> All right. The Final Fantasy XIV fan kit was updated. Before the show, Ruby and I downloaded these and we're poking through them. It looks like we have actions and traits and the mounts and minions icons. So if you want to swap up some of your icons on your phone or your desktop, go for it. They're nice looking. I'll give it that. They are all look like nice quality pieces of art. I haven't found a use yet. I, I really haven't either. I don't. I, I have seen some people uh, do screenshots of like their phone where they have, you know, read on all the icons and the backgrounds and changed all the sounds they said and stuff. And and I'm sure it's wonderful. I just haven't. It doesn't do anything for me on my phone. All right, announcing the results of the Feast Regional Championship 2018 prelims. The preliminary round results are up. The top 10 teams per data server are going to be rewarded with an in-game title. And the teams that advance into the semifinals will be fighting for even more. Mm. You said there's a lot of Excalibur people. Yeah, well, I don't care about the Aether. I don't care about the (laughs) Aether data center. I care about Primal. And uh, on Primal, uh, the three teams that are at at the top of the list, Be Yourself, Amp, and culling for twenty, <laughs> vape nation. Uh, be yourself as uh, five Excalibur people, five of six. Uh, so go Excalibur. Oh my god! One of these is called Trash Tears on the Aether. It's Trash Tears is the name. Wow. This isn't three X and Synergy S I X X. Okay, Synergy six. Oh, that one. You know, like it was a couple weeks back. I had mentioned a, a character named A B C D E F G H I J K L M N O. They're they're in the top uh, on the amp oh. team. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So uh, go Excalibur, whoever you are, whatever team wins, as long as Excalibur is represented. <laughs> I salute you. I salute you. All right, we also have new optional items and a Mega Mog sale. I went and checked this out. They they got the Carbuncle mounts are on sale, and those are account-wide. That's, you know, if I'm going to buy mounts, I said I would maybe do it when... There we go. Yeah, I might, I might need them. They're kind Throw of them some money. Throw them some money. <laughs> mm. Maybe they'll fix some shit. Uh, yeah, this is a good sale, though. This is, uh, this is the time to buy stuff. There are restrictions, uh, restrictions that apply. The following optional items are not on sale. Optional items released after May 2018, seasonal event emotes, and single pots of dye, all colors. So, there you go. But they do show some ones that are on sale. Play Dead is on sale. I guess the jump back, or I need to pick up the, uh, the backflip. Play Dead um, is awesome. If you don't have it, you know, it's pro- I don't, I feel like such a hypocrite because I hate cash shops, but if you're going to buy some something out of the cash shop, that, that, that Play Dead emote is a pretty awesome. Play Dead most, is yeah. good. Uh, and then your, uh, your story potion and jump potion, those are all available. All right, announcing the fifth anniversary 14-hour broadcast. 
the anniversary ha- was already happened. It was Monday, so the actual anniversary is over. But the anniversary broadca- broadcast is going to be... I already didn't click on it. Okay. Friday. Friday. I got confused by the updated in red letters. So Friday, August 31st from 8 p.m. PDT. So for 14 hours then, I'm assuming. So, Mm -hmm. uh, well, we're going to have an introduction, the letter from the producer live. We're going to have some voice actors for guests. Alienware is going to present... Adrenaline Rush TV, it's esports commentator and a comedian. Yoshi P's Room Part 1 is going to have a guest that I don't know who that is. <laughs> do you uh, know who that, any of these people are? That is Glay, Yelta. Oh my god, how do you not know Glay? Oh <laughs> my old, god. Leave me alone. My question is, why the, why the hell does Glay care about Final Fantasy XIV? Anyway. I don't know. Uh, okay, NGC's Final Fantasy XIV Season 3. I don't know what that is either, and I don't know who Edo-san and... Oh, they show some Fumichi pictures of them. Fumichi are. The, the guy in the red <laughs> looks wacky. I'm, I'm, yeah, it looks, it looks, uh... Like, we're about to do a Japanese game show and a pie slapped in your face, and That's they're gonna okay. put your nuts on a chopping block or something. As long as the pie know. is frosted to look like a Moogle, that'd be cool. Sure. I'm for that. Uh, Yoshi P's Room Part 2 is going to have, again, the Capcom producer. And they're going to talk about Monster Hunter World. Oh. Are you excited? Yeah. yeah. Of course. I want to talk for the third time to the Capcom <laughs> I know, producer. It's, it's like they already talked about it. How many times? I still have to go finish that fight on uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. And I have not gotten far enough to find Behemoth in Monster Hunter World because I'm a scrub. I'm the scrubbiest scrub. So, All right, and the development team is going to have discussion, closing remarks, blah blah blah. There, you said there was a challenge. Somebody was going to try to get a million MG, or a million gold. Well, you know our buck and buckaroo oh, yeah. uh, Hiroshi. Hiroshi. Uh, this time he's going to go for a million guild challenge in the Lost Canals of Uznair. So I don't know if he's going to be riding a mechanical bull while he does it. <laughs> well, this is probably going to be easier for him to accomplish than when he was trying to farm all the Atma. Do you remember that one? Oh, yeah. Because he 14 hours, he didn't get them, did he? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. I think his nuts went numb <laughs> trying to do that. That's that's a crazy little event. And then uh, Soken is going to announce the fan favorite music poll results. Mm-hmm. So that's that's going to be cool. Yeah, I read in that interview, he said it was shocking. He thought uh, Ferrocerus would be one of the winners, and he, he said that Ferrocerus, the theme, did not win. No, that's because I didn't go vote ever, because I'm Oh, a my God, yes, your vote was the deciding vote. I threw Ferrocerus under the bus. Damn it, Yalta. This looks like a very Japanese podcast. podcast. This looks like a very Japanese 14-hour broadcast. Uh, when I look through, I mean, obviously, right, gang? But at the same time, it's like Japanese comedians and all this stuff. It just looks like it's going to be a Japanese variety show to me, <laughs> which is great. But the, the things I'm, the things I'm excited for is that the letter from the producer is first, which means if it's 8 p.m. PST for the introduction and the live letter starts about 8.30-ish, according to their schedule, um, 
That's 10.30 hour time, Central, uh, which means I get to watch it before bed. So, you know, if, if I have to work in the morning on Saturdays or if anybody has to, you know, do, do something Saturday morning, you still can watch this. It's not in the wee hours of the morning for you to get your information. So that's, that's a positive. That's a good thing. At least you can – If there's probably not English translation. Again, I'm saying this is a very Japanese broadcast. I doubt there will be English translation. But um, even if there's not, you'll still be able to see pictures and then, you know, our – our great people at Reddit and friends of Mr. Happy or whoever else will be doing uh, translations usually, so, of this Usually stuff. somebody on the Blue Garter website. Somebody well, does. Yeah. yeah, Blue Garter, great resource. So you, you've got it there. And then um, what was the other thing I was going to mention here? Oh, I was looking through this, and they have the voice actor for Moon Brita, the Japanese voice actress for mm-hmm. Moon Brita on here. I'm like, why y'all trying to hurt me? Bringing back my true love, Moon Brita, <laughs> that you brought to me. But also the Nefnir or something, right? Oh, wait. Yeah. They're well, dead, too. They're gone, too. Uh, <laughs> they just rip our they rip our collective hearts out with this. I hope there's an alternate timeline and Moon Brita lives. Just give me that, Yoshida. <laughs> that would be actually pretty awesome. I'd love well, it. We, well, we have – because we really haven't done, you know – time travel or alternate reality travel or anything I want like that, one so. true love story in this game fuck any other true fuck the aura the, the hot and cold woman and man up there loving each other fuck any other love triangle in this game the love I want to see Ariane even if Jay. it's be- don't take this from me Yelta <laughs> let me say it even if it's be across a void across two dimensions I want to see Urianje and Moonbrita touch hands, touch lips, touch genitals, something. I don't want to see that. <laughs> Make this happen for me, Yoshida. They would have to change the rating. That's, <laughs> maybe that's one of those fan-written spin-off things you're going to have to I'm writing this, Yalta. Here, here we go. I need some artists for that. Oh, my God. Where's we my need, homeboy? We need an artist to draw us a... Uh, I need some monster bags. Like a seven panel strip about their love and culminating in genitals touching. Oh my god. I'm not drunk enough for this. Okay. Sorry, Yelta. (laughs) My apologies, everyone. That's all right. That's all right. All right. Was that your last comment on that topic? Yes, that's it. Monster bags and uh, touching genitals. That's that's what I've got. (laughs) Uh, the next uh, uh, line in the notes, anyway, is one we already talked about, but it's the fifth anniversary, 14-hour broadcast, Yoshi P's Room Part 1, and they've got a picture there. It's a special guest, Teru, vocalist of the rock band Glay, and I don't know who that is. I will Google it later, though. They were popular at one time. I don't know if they still do stuff. I, like, I'm not a listener, but, I mean, a lot of people know who Glay is. Mm. I just want to know, like, why? Like, what's the what's the connection here? Oh, they I mean, were it's formed great. in 1988. Some yeah, of our dude, listeners they're, weren't they're even born yet. Holy they're shit. old school. Wow. All right, we also have a Further Tales from the Storm, which I actually read this time. Me too. And, and Ruby read it too. This one's pretty good, guys. The First Step. It uh, 
I don't want to give it away. Go read it. But it's 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 our man Arnvald. I really like him as a character in the game. Mm-hmm. I like him in the story. I was for some reason. I think it was the last patch. I was just like terrified for some reason they're going to kill him because now I feel like my character likes them. I like him. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're going to kill him. Yep. 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 Don't kill him, please. <laughs> Don't kill him. Don't kill Hori Boulder or, or or his brother. And don't kill. He's he, they mention him in here too. Is um, Coltane. Don't kill him oh, either. I yeah. like him. I like those yeah. guys. Well, I like the story because it talks about kind of like other adventurers doing stuff, and they're they're fighting primals, and you know, and we have a whole like conscript like army going on here, so people can serve out their uh jail sentences by you know fighting the good fight so yeah i like our a squad scions although they've kind of fallen apart you know at one time we had this this tight a squad and i will say even including moonbrita which i still feel robs me from this because she was like the tank and then you had thancred and you had um Ishtola, you had Ida, you had uh, Papalimo, and it was like this tight group that was like, oh shit, you got a full party here. Like they could do mm-hmm. something. And I feel like we've got a B squad here with some of these guys. You got like a summoner, and you've got a tank, and, a, and an off tank, and like, show me, make me up a little B squad scions. I want to like kind of get behind them because i know i'm above them you know as the mm-hmm. warrior of light you know i'm i'm killing primals like whatever man <laughs> but we still but, have to deliver the cheese yeah exactly man somebody needs to do the fetch quest. somebody needs to rub the hair ointment on you know bald dude's head and somebody needs to do that dumb shit so i want to see the b squad show me the b squad out there running stuff and make me feel proud of them i keep waiting for someone to decide because the Crystal Braves was such a disaster that we should actually do another, you know, grand company. Hmm. I keep I keep kind of waiting for that, you know, but but they're just like, well, they tried that before and it was just, you know, betrayal and awfulness, but I don't know. But it, this is this is a fun, interesting story. I like it's kind of like the the NPCs are doing stuff while we're fucking around in Pagos. That's what I that's what I got from this. <laughs> They're doing something. They're doing something. All right, letter from the producer life part X L V I. That's six. Is that forty six? Forty six. So yep, it says afterwards. See, I translated it, and then it says the forty sixth installment of the letter from the producer live oh, yeah. is coming soon. So that's on Friday, August thirty first, eight thirty p.m. So that's ten thirty my time. Uh, that so I should be able to catch that. Uh, it's going to be Japanese only. Uh, mm. Hopefully, though, like they always do a good job though with the slides, doing the slides in in, in English also. Um, I'm, are we going to have the, are we going to have the Twitter? Are we oh, going to have the, the Twitter y'all updates? Y'all expect nothing less. Then Key points Twitter from the live letter will Twitter be available on Twitter the Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I, I would mind the Twitter thing less if it actually, we've talked about this. Had everything? Like four times, but it should have everything. They should have pre-written the fucking tweets, especially with the slides that they're all going to use. 
and they should just churn them out as it goes. But well, <laughs> if but, they did that, why not do a digest? Well, okay. okay, I missed the digest too. They'll have the digest like a week and a half later. Uh, all right. I do look forward to that because they're going to, well, it's the second half of a two-part preview for 4.4. So, and they're going to have a special guest, uh, Saki, Saki. Takayanagi, one of the team's quest designers. So that's cool. I hope that someone asks, why do we have to deliver so much cheese? <laughs> why did I have to pick up wine bottles from underneath the shack? during the 24-man raid unlocked. See, that didn't bother me at all. Some people were really salty about that, and I'm like, it took five minutes, and I think it was kind of cute, and I don't know. Uh, right. So, uh, we also, we're not gonna, guys, we're not covering this whole thing, but there was a Game Watch interview with Yoshi P and Soken at Gamescom, and we're just gonna, some of the questions are like, how do you like Gamescom? Blah, 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 blah. Uh, really, we just want to talk about the Pagos section. You don't want to talk about the Monster Hunter stuff? No, because oh. I I don't know. I don't. I haven't done the Monster Hunter stuff in Monster Hunter, but the Monster Hunter stuff in fourteen was fine. Yes, but I don't think we have to talk about it again. No, we'll talk about it when I get all the stuff from there. We should do a Monster Hunter farming day, or actually, I haven't cleared it yet. All right, anyway, regarding Eureka Pagos, which was added recently, the equipment upgrades feel a bit more difficult than they were in Animos, or does it only feel harder because Animos was too easy? Oh. Yoshida says he doesn't think it was too easy, but Animos had an interesting playstyle. The players who went in first probably farmed mobs really fast, raised their elemental level, started hunting NMs when they were close to the level cap, and hit cap that way. While they were doing that, they gathered crystals and upgraded their weapons. Players who started later spawned NMs one after the other, so the, the train. The train. And leveled while upgrading their weapons. The players who rode that wave probably didn't do much mob farming. Since players came in two waves, they see it in different ways. The players who went in first this time probably also went in first last time, so they use the trial and error while chaining mobs and figuring out how to use mutations and environmental adaptations effectively. This time, the people who farmed MNEMs are starting at the same time. So they're questioning why they have to farm mobs to upgrade their weapons. The question is, so they can't just use the same methods in Pagos that they were using in Animos? And Yoshida says, the most efficient way of increasing elemental level still hasn't been found. Hmm. This time, the trick is to make efficient use of mutations and ad- adaptations while chaining. See, I haven't gotten into a party that's bothered to chain. I've never seen a mutation nor an adi- okay, adaptation. Okay, and, and, and here's the thing. So you're going to see an enemy grow big at some point. And I actually had this soloing earlier during, and this is weird to me, Pongos can sometimes have a heat wave. I guess it melts the snow. I don't know. So I had a heat wave, and I was fighting butterflies a wind type element so wind is weak to wind is strong against fire um and i don't know what it has to do with it and of course i'm using ice against wind uh because ice is strong against wind and it mutated now that was this was one out of 30 mobs because i killed 30 
and it grew big and it mutated. Now, earlier I was fighting dodos and I never had a mutation. And I've had mutations in other groups. And I've heard speculation that if you use different elements on the same mob, that it may cause the mutation. Maybe it's the element that it's strong against. So in this case, you know, the weather was fire. So maybe fire was causing the mutation. And nobody has figured this part out yet. And I think this is, again, and we talk a little bit later in here in this interview about there's a, a great mystery on how to make things trigger and happen within Pagos. I still don't think it's that great of a mystery that it's like, oh, shit, mind-blowing, whoa, galaxy brain, this makes Pagos oh, see, fun. No. See, see people, are, people are posting about mutations and adaptations. I know for sure I read about them the first weekend after. When, when I went to look the weekend after Pagos came out, people already were like, talking about how to you know do it i don't remember it i didn't read it that closely but um you know i don't think that took the, i don't know they're they're saying yoshi p saying the most efficient way of increasing it hasn't been found and it's then a lie us, though but but he tells us the trick and i'm like but people were talking about that two days after the content came out but even if people can't figure out how to make it spawn one out of every five mobs instead of one out of every 30 mobs, the most efficient way of increasing elemental level is running the train. Yeah, see, and, 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 and I don't like the train, so I'm not going to play. Well, and then does any does anything tell you about, about mutations and adaptations? Is there any... NPC or NPC hints or that like, gives you a hint or, you know, I, I am all for figuring shit out on your own. Or are we, uh, are we Final Fantasy Eleven crafting facing <laughs> the moon under a certain element and, you know, lick Only your finger Fire's and, Day. yeah. 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 Uh, but maybe it was a bit too hard to figure out, he says. You know, no. Again, people were talking about it. He probably doesn't visit North American, you know, community forums on other websites but uh anyway so the people who are waiting on this is the problem i think the people who were waiting on nm spawns he says don't want to farm regular mobs because of their animals experience and they are dissatisfied because they just want to hunt nms so with the last patch they didn't really increase the nm spawn rate to as much as it was before in animals but they increased how much xp you get it's not as effective as it was in Animals, but you can still wait for NM spawns if you want to. But for your weapon grades, weapon upgrades, your predecessor spent a lot of time and effort farming mobs to grow stronger, so we won't ease up on that. Please learn how to do that. It kind of feels like even though people ask for change, they're upset when there is change. But you're giving us some bizarro bullshit change. I don't know. I understand his frustration, though, because we're like, we want something different. So they throw something different in. But we need some positive reinforcement. I think that this is, you know, people were posting, uh, are we being punished for trying to do Pagos the way we were doing Animos? And I think the answer is yes. Yes. They had a way they wanted Pagos to be, but they didn't give us a trail of breadcrumbs to figure it out. Is that how you feel? Yeah, I feel greatly by that. In fact, in retrospect, I don't think if Animos is the first of four instances or six instances or whatever they plan on doing for Eureka, I think Animos is fine for a starter step. You do you can you can do your little chain groups, which didn't really work out well, and then you do the NM trade. So if the NM train for Animos is the baby step, then we know how NMs work. 
But then when we go to Pagos, NMs don't work exactly the same way. And again, I think they talk a little bit later in here about the bunnies maybe, but like I feel like the bunnies have something to do with the way NMs spawn. Um, when I was in that instance, people were arguing, people aren't doing bunnies enough. People aren't spawn, uh, spawning for King Louie during the right weather. People aren't spawning for Cassie. And somehow they were all related, or at least that's the way it sounded to me in the shouts. And so there's a mass confusion on how this thing works. And I think, like, maybe for the final step, there should be a special puzzle. Like, maybe getting to the to level 35 elemental should be the easy route. You do the NMs. But then to get the items that you need to do certain things, maybe there does need to be a trick. But it doesn't need to be so layered in mystery that people don't understand what to do to spawn things. And then ultimately, if it's not fun, then it's fucked up. So if it's well, not... The point of a game is fun. If right? it's not, yeah, it should be. It, the point of the game should be fun, and the point of doing like the stuff should be like if we did this light chain. I'm making shit up because we should have some of this stuff, Yelta. But if we had a light chain bonus or something that if I use this ability and this ability and this ability, and it sparked this element like eleven, and this element caused this thing to grow, and then if we kill the growth then it drops this item for a, a it increases the chance from a 1% to a 10% chance that this item drops for the whole party so we can use it to do the thing then maybe i would want to do a chain group to try to get this certain item from this certain element and do this thing and that actually might be fun if i said okay if i have a red mage and they use this ability and i have a black mage that uses this ability we can mm-hmm. do light chains so i need to find i need to find ra- maybe if it was based on the type like range dps can do this thing and uh you know magic dps can do this thing and healers can do this thing and tanks can do this thing and melee dps can do this thing and if i have these certain groups of people do this certain ability it makes this thing happen and so i build my party around that or whatever else again i'm making shit up but Mm -hmm. if there was an element of fun to it that i could build something and make it fun for me then maybe i would go do some of this stuff but when it is so layered in mystery and there's no hints there's no nothing it just makes it feel like a slog and everybody's just going to beat their head against the wall and say, run the NM train, run mm-hmm. the NM train. Well, and I do feel for him with this last paragraph of that answer. So I think the feel of Pagos will change again. It's really hard to make new rules for a game within a game, but that's precisely why, we'll ta- why we're taking on this challenge so that we can receive feedback and create content that can be enjoyed in a variety of ways. I really respect that comment. Honestly, they're, because we, we've said it, the place they can experiment, you know, this is a place with its own rules. They can experiment. And yeah, it's hard to make new rules and, and such, but I I sometimes wonder, do they, who do they play test this with? Who do they run the ideas by? Because it, it some of the stuff, again, and I've said it for, even from my sequence break days, that probably sounded good on paper. Sure. Right? You know, there's a lot of these things like... And then we'll make it mysterious and have them figure it out. And figuring out mysteries is fine, but there there needed to be some sort of confirmation that's like... Oh my god, Yelta, yes. 
Yes, Ooh, yes, that yes. That worked. It's right? got to shine in your face and a big thing. You know when they added the thing where it was like chain and bonus and it came up big or whatever and we were like, oh, that's kind of cool. It needs to do something with some big element flash on the screen and like, you did it. Good job. That sequence of attacks mm-hmm. made this thing happen. <laughs> And, needs more sparkles. You know, I, I'm reading in the paragraph just above it, and it says, if you're too moderate, then that doesn't get across. People's impressions won't change unless you make dramatic changes. And he refers to the diadem, that the diadem took too moderate of changes as they went. And diadem 2 felt just like diadem 1, but with more fates or something. So um, it, it just it didn't come across well. And... If they don't make big changes to this, it just doesn't feel right. So I'm with you. There's got to be some kind of confirmation when you do something good in this game that makes you feel like, oh, hell yeah. That's the right action, the right sequence of stuff. But it's got to be fun. And ultimately, if it doesn't give me a thrill at the end of each battle or after 10 battles or 30 chain... I mean, I feel like the chains aren't even worth anything, and maybe that's me not doing high level enough content I, in this. Well, but. I, you have to you have to chain stuff if it's like animals. You have to chain stuff six levels above you, and you have to have a party that can do it quickly. Never break the train. Cha- never break the chain, and you know, not die eight times while you pull an extra. You know, whatever. I haven't had that much ability to get in a group that can handle chaining even so. Maybe chaining would feel really good if I could find the right group that was farming the right stuff. And if it was that easy and you knew that like the every 30 chain was going to do something special and create mm-hmm. the thing, maybe that's it. I just think there's got to be some element of fun that when you yourself as a character do an ability, you feel like you're adding something positive to the fight that you're on that is making something happen that is going to give you some benefit either at the end of this fight, the next 10 fights, or the next 30 fights that's going to give you something good. Not that I'm going to keep killing mob after mob after mob with some hope that this thing may or may not happen. Well, and I feel like also that this is grinding content. That's obvious. That's known, that's wanted by a lot of us. But I feel like grinding chain upon chain of any particular mob type even should alter something in that instance. Mm -hmm. I feel like, so, and maybe we haven't figured them all out yet, but even in Animos, there were entire mob groups that you would skip over because they didn't do anything. Oh, I saw something in the instance I was just in. Somebody shouted, why are there the... uh... Oh, I can't think of the mob type. It's like the roses that walk around, you know, the flower type. The little roselets or whatever? Something. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And uh, Griffins is like, they don't spawn any NMs. Why are they here? And everybody was like, to annoy you. Just be (laughs) trash, trash mobs. And I think we need things like the sleeping dragons. We need, there has to be some sort of mobs that are there, you know, just to, you know, maybe block you from going up to the north if you're too too low level or whatever. I'm I'm okay with well, that. Those are fine. I like that. Yeah. Actually, one of them killed me when I was with that good group, and they were like, "Oh, you have to walk," and I was like, "Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I'm good mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. That makes me feel good about it." But then I saw another shout today that was, "Why are people killing the snowkins or whatever those things are called?" 
the you know the level twenty mobs. Why are people killing the snowkins if that NM is already spawned? Now wait a second. Who are you to to tell mm-hmm. the instance you can't kill this mob because it's not spawning an NM? And that's the mentality. That's the mentality is you don't kill a mob unless it gives an NM. You're wasting your time yeah, and you're wasting and the instance's time. And that's not good because if the if I manage to get a group to go there, we're fighting it, we're getting XP, it's no one else's business. Maybe I'm working on my challenge log. Maybe killing those mobs should do something. Maybe if I kill enough fucking snowkin, the snow weather effect will begin or go away or something. That Some of the stuff is too much on rails, I think. Hey, maybe you don't pay my sub. Maybe you okay. don't pay my sub, right? Yeah. And and part, well, and you spoke upon, you know, just mentioned one of the things that bothers me about Animos and Pagos. And again, it's that whole, is Pazuzu up? Is the window up? <laughs> no, I'm leaving. That's Bye. a fundamental flaw with this system. And I get that they read on the internet that Eleven had cooldowns of NMs and Fates, but... I what's the point? <laughs> they also had skill bursts and things that made you feel like you were doing something and yep. yeah. All right, did you talk enough about this next question or should we cover it? Rumors Let's cover are it. yeah, rumors are that the happy bunny fate increases NM spawn rates. Is this true? Now if you don't know, and this is also frustrating, when you first go into Pagos I swear to God, the first fate you will come across is this happy bunny fate. Level 20. And no one will fucking do it, at least Mm-mm. when I was there. No one will do it, or you'll get into an instance where everyone who's new decides, this is the first fate, we have to go do it, and then they get themselves fucking murdered by trying to follow bunnies around to places they shouldn't be. And get so, no XP. Oh my God, and get no get no elemental XP. That is so bullshit. So anyway... So there's this happy bunny fate, and if you if you complete it, people are wondering, does it increase the NM spawn rate? Yoshida said he's not going to tell us. <laughs> and and he's right. Back in, for, in Final Fantasy XI, everyone worked together to figure out how to spawn NMs, although the triggers are a bit difficult to figure out. And we decide, or we understand that it's hard to confirm your hypothesis, so we're trying to do something about that. That's part of that thing, that whole positive feedback, I did it right. That's what we need. So if we have, if we have a theory, we should be able to test it. So anyway. However, it's still too early to give out the answers. Back in Animos, people were still trying out different things at this point in time. But since Animos is completely solved now, it feels frustrating that Pagos hasn't been. This is another difficult point. Part of the content's appeal is how everyone is ta- talking it out. That's great. And honestly, I think, you know, they do. People, when, I took the day off and I went in there and people were trying to figure stuff out. But I don't know if they went slightly too convoluted or not enough positive feedback that you're on to the right path. Well, or there's... He- ah. Here's what I think should happen with the bunny fate. If the bunnies do something positive, what they should do with the bunny is cap off – it should give experience. But it should only give experience up to like level 23, 22, 23 and cap it off. I don't know how you'd do that. Make the level 20s feel like they should run it. 
But if the level 20s to 23s are running it and it does something positive, it's doing something positive for those that are running the rest, the level 35s and stuff. So there's a synergy within the instance that says these low-level players have worth. They're doing something good Mm -hmm. for the community. They get their little happy bunnies and they go – get their little treasures what they want, but they're doing something for the greater good of the instance. And then on the 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 notation of, is it doing something? Do I even know? Maybe they need another weather. Maybe they need bunny well, weather. Maybe they need a re- sparkle weather. Something that tells the instance <laughs> something good happened. Do you remember in, I'm going to say the evil word, diadem, when you, right? When you would farm stuff up and you... And footsteps would appear or something. I can't remember. Oh, yeah. But there was something that indicated there was progression. That something was happening. Right? There was some sort of... We need like a perception system, which is like, uh, the wind just suddenly started blowing out of the east. I don't care. Something... A message. Something. Something that's not on a timer. You know, we have a day-night cycle. We have a weather cycle. And that's fine. But if there's something that the players do that affects the instance, I feel like it should be reflected. A somehow. tower in the distance should light up something. Yeah, yeah. I there's it's it's frustrating. All right, I think we beat that up. Still not loving Pagos. <laughs> Fix it, Yoshida. Fix it, Yoshida. What's on tap? We have a developer's blog, Search and Expand. Uh, man, I like this. Uh, mm. Greetings, everyone. It's been a couple weeks since Eureka came out, Pagos, and the Great Hunt, and they hope we're enjoying them. And even though they've recently added new content, they're already working on finalizing 4.4. I hope so, because September's not that far away, guys. Anyway... Our counterparts in Japan went undercover to see what the user interface team has been working on and noticed several updates aside from the previously announced server-side config save feature. Let me say that again. The server-side config data feature. I'm excited by that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Eleven had it, Christ. Do you remember? Eleven had it. You can save your config on Eleven and go play on another computer And it was there. All right. They're changing how collectible items are showing up in your inventory. They're going to have the collectible mark. I wondered the first time I gathered a collectible why that didn't happen. But now it does. So that's good. good. Also, if you notice in the screen, all four pages of the, uh, you, all four pages of your inventory are showing up on one screen. It's back. I am so happy. I actually really, I I do hope it still sorts the same way because I like I sort like where my gear goes in the first page, and then my food goes in the third page or whatever. I don't remember what convoluted search term I typed in, but it it does it by uh, items and then by level and then by durability or something. Nice. So. Uh, yeah, this expanded view option. I'm I'm happy. I'm happy for that. Uh, and it's going to be only for Windows Direct X11 and PlayStation 4 versions. And I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> All right, they're updating the mount and minion list. This is something I asked for two weeks ago, three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Yes. Get let me okay. A, you can add favorites. Right, so they're showing this minion guide. I can add to a list of favorite minions because I don't. I'm not in love with every minion. No. I don't need every single minion following me around. But I have like a list that's more than I want to put on a bar, I guess. So anyway, you can uh, pick some favorites, and it's going to put looks like a little gold star next to the minion, uh, the icon. So. Yeah, and you're going to have a uh, something that will indicate the 10 newest mounts and minions. That's also something I'm really looking forward to. That's nice. I think that's the little green dot on that minion. All right, they're adding a search feature, and thank you. And it's not just going to search on the minion's exact name. It's going to search on... I think it's going to search on this this when you hover when you click on a minion or a mount it gives you a description a long description so like in the example on the on the blog uh the the elephant married mount they typed anata and it showed up because that's in its description oh, and that's also nice. the blissful kamui yeah yeah so if you remember I got these from the I got this from the Namazu, but I can't remember the exact name of it. You can just type it in there. That's fantastic. I'm I'm happy about that. All right, the emote list is getting updated. You're going to have a favorites list and a history feature, which will just the history feature will display the six recently used emotes, and they're going to maintain that list even when you log out. That's good, because I, I really only have, like, six favorite emotes. Sure. And I hate having to search through and find, you know, if I can have a, a favorite list where I can put, like, put my newest one in a favorite. It's pretty The fantastic. game's just getting too big. I mean, ultimately it, what this yes. is is the game is huge. We got a lot of stuff. As much as we bitch, we got a lot of good stuff in this game and a lot of good emotes, a lot of good mounts, a lot of good minions. Again, I'm with you, Yelta. Not every minion is my favorite. Not every mount is my favorite. But we were running maps the other night and Cine goes, why aren't you riding your uh, 004S mount? And I was like, I don't know because I don't always ride it. She's like, you don't keep it on the bar? Well, I keep like two mounts on the bar. She's like, show it off. You got new people in the free company. Show it off. So I was like, all right, all right. So, get... so Ruby whips, whips his dick out. So I whip off. my big long snake, my alt right out, and I'm riding him. And uh, it feels good to ride that guy. But at the same time, you know, like I don't like digging through all these these mounts and minions mm-hmm. to find out the right one I want. So it's kind of nice to have a favorite list and be able to pick through that. I mean, we're gonna have another expansion. As much as they choke in that uh, game game watch yeah. interview, we're not having another expansion. Maybe oh, Soken will do the, the live letter. Oh, that's the first time he's mentioned it. Yoshi is like, we we haven't announced. 5. We haven't announced oh, it. I don't think whatever. We're gonna do. Are we gonna? Do we might even know the name of it, Yoshida. Uh, but. Mm-hmm. You know, we're gonna we're gonna have so much stuff. We've got to have a way to sort this stuff uh, even better. So here we go. This is this is the right steps, and we always get good quality of life stuff when we get into the last couple of patches of um, mm-hmm. any expansion. So it's it's time for these things to come about. 
Well, and I, I, I like that it really feels like they must have multiple teams. I know they, I know they don't run with a lot of, a lot of people. They're, I think their entire team is not that big, but they obviously have people who are working on some housing stuff, some UI stuff, some battle content, some, you know, glamour. Con- I don't know what else, but, but I feel like, even in smallish patches, we usually get, here's a couple of good quality of life things. And here's, they they really do, they don't just like ignore entire sections of the game. I actually today filled out a, um, what do you call that? When they survey? ask you, survey, thank you. I filled out a survey. I actually told the survey please look at Final Fantasy XIV for uh, an example of this. And it was, uh, I was talking about uh, the UI and the ability that I can just like right click on any part of my UI and increase or decrease the size, right? I'm getting older. (laughs) My vision, not as sharp as it was. And I really appreciate the fact that I can increase a UI item size by 110%, 120%, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, or if something I don't have to see that much, I can put down to like 80%. And the fact that I can alter my chat box's font size and, you know, the, uh, the, uh, uh, uh how, how opaque it is, you know, and, you know, I, another thing, I like how the job, um, uh... You know how each job has their own meter, their own mm-hmm. uh, uh, gauge of whatever their action is. You have a simplified and a complex one. And sometimes right. a green dot and a red dot is enough for me. I don't need yep. like a fairy showing wings and feathers and weird stuff coming off of it. Yeah, and that, you know, 14 has done a really good job in letting us adjust you know, things for people who are colorblind or people who, you know... They, they might have hearing issues that, that I, I actually turned on the thing that puts the, uh, oh, what was it? It was back in the Leviathan fight. I could never turn my camera fast enough to see which way Leviathan was coming from back in the day. So I put on the thing that put the little like soundbar jiggles. I don't remember what it was for hard of hearing people, I could see by the jiggle, it was a line on the screen that showed where the sound was coming from. But yeah, 14 has done an amazing, amazing job for that kind of stuff. And I think also they've, they've gotten awards for it too, right? They, for just, you know, oh, making absolutely. it accessible. For, for yeah. For all the stuff they've done for those that have been uh, uh, hearing impaired, uh, sight impaired, uh, Final Fantasy fourteen is very good about those things. So, uh, you know, this is a great game. We play a game that is very inclusive. Uh, the community very is inclusive. Yeah. It's successful at it. Um, and I would expect nothing less from this team. So, All right. Uh, let's take some shots then. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. I don't know okay. if you've heard, Yelta, uh, but me, I beat. Me, give me the news. I beat Nail Van Darnus in 1.0, the hard mode. You cannot prove me wrong. 
Can't prove me wrong because I have white raven earrings to prove it. And uh, I don't give a shit what Bayon said. He may have said that you can't obtain him in A Realm Reborn. But I, in fact, obtained him in Stormblood. I don't care what you say. I'm so salty. Uh, but uh, but uh, but defeated at the same time, right? I'm like, okay. We talked about this last week. We all knew White Raven earrings are going to be given out as part of the Rising event 2018. And I did that event last night. You did the event yourself. And... Uh, there is a there's a forum post from the official forums which I actually hit that like button just because I liked the I liked the spirit of it. But uh White Raven Earring given out as the rising event twenty eighteen. The Lodestone has announced the new rising event. As you can see, they're giving away not just a replica, but the same exclusive one point item one from the hard mode of the limited time fight against Nel Von Darnus in the side quest the raven nevermore in version 1.0 you would recognize the dalamud from which bahamut burst forth and laid waste to what was 1.0 so anyway in the first spoiler this poster notes that the white ravens are listed in the armor under exclusive extras and i haven't i haven't actually googled the definition of exclusive but I always figured that's, like, limited in some way, right? But but apparently, you know, it's restricted and limited to the person or group or area concerned. Yeah, so it's, it's not accessible to everyone. And they also post Bayonne's post... And he's a community rep, North America, from 2012. And he says, sorry for the delay while we got confirmation for you all. The White Ravens will not be obtainable in a Realm Reborn. <gasps> okay, now, see, I, I was showing my husband, Ulf, this post. And he's like, well, technically, it's not a Realm Reborn anymore. Mm-hmm. It's Stormblood. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, and and that's true. I will grant you that is technically true. But I know that I would, I don't know about you, but I was fucking scrambling at the end of 1.23, trying to find a group, trying to learn this fight. Uh, our listeners know that I eventually gave up and finally just paid Gil to pretty much be carried through the fight, even though I did the black mage job through like 90% of it but well I couldn't even get the black mage body in 1.0 so I mean (laughs) you know I I mean let alone getting hard you know thanks thanks group for helping me with that but but we were talking before the podcast I've said it before that as soon as so I gave like several million gil to a free or a link shell at the time I gave I gave away millions of gil to a link shell to get these earrings because they were exclusive limited items, right? So I, I and I wanted to beat the fight. I, I would have rather beat it on my own terms. But not 30 seconds after I finished the quest, received my White Ravens, someone from another one of my link shells spotted me near the NPC and is like, hey, Yelta, 
you want to kind of run, come run this? We're, we're, uh, teaching the fight and getting people through it. And we're doing it for, you know, the next few days. And I'm like, well, there goes 4 million gal, you know, and which always tickles me because, so I did pay for it, but I stood up. I had learned most of the fight. I was shooting down all the meteors. I was, I was doing the fight. If I could, if I would have maybe networked harder, it would have saved me some money. But anyway, so, you know, for the hardest content in the game, the only proof you have is these white ravens. And now they're just basically handed to you by this quest. Yeah, that's so, that, yeah. that's the thing I have a, a trouble with. Uh, I did not do as much as you did in 1.0. However, I did have, uh, I did beat uh, Riven Road normal. So I had my dial mud horn. Mm-hmm. I did do the Manderville quest. So I had my down my uh, Manderville earrings. Um, I basically had everything but the White Ravens. And then when I when I did the New Rising quest uh, for this year, and I got my tokens and I bought the White Ravens, I guess I see it from Square Enix's limited server space perspective that they just throw the white ravens and not replica white ravens because you can just throw the white ravens in the armoire and it's just the same old stuff so from like a technical perspective why make two items of the same thing but i think it's just another example of how they're a little short-sighted a little right that they're short-sighted on the the pride that comes with doing something in a game when you beat something hard when you give it your all and you do something exclusively and what you believe to be exclusive uh you want to show that off in a special way and i've seen this on twitter i've seen people say this that like they they're glad that they got that people can get the white ravens because they wanted uh, equality of opportunity but i say to you you had equality of opportunity if you had played before you could have had the same opportunity to get the white ravens i had the same opportunity yelta had i could have done the same thing yelta did and gotten white ravens and i didn't do it um for whatever reason i could have found a different free company i could have found a different link shell i could have found it within well, free companies back then but i i could have found a different link shell could have found a different group i could have done something with gill i could have done anything and i could have gotten white ravens i didn't get him at the time and although i don't feel like a slime bag for getting the white ravens uh now i see the point in all of it because i like yelta i have a dalamid horn and i know the same thing is going to happen probably next year next year you know there's two two messages down it says can't wait to get my dalamid horn next year i'd be salty about that except the person who put it had a join date of march of 2011 so i know that their legacy as well and they're they're speaking fox here is speaking uh uh facetiously uh, so yeah, it's the same thing. And you know, the people who are getting it, the people who are getting the white Ravens are going like, who cares? It's a fucking well, earring. Who cares? Well, and I, and I get it. Some people are like pixels, whatever you've had them exclusively for years. My husband is like, I'm not going to buy them in protest. And I'm like, no, honey, I don't want that. Get um. Go get the items. They're limited time for this year. Uh, go ahead and get them they're available in the game 
it's fine. Just go get them. It's not your fault. You shouldn't be punished by not having an item that you, and you do still have to earn them. It's not exactly, you know, a hard mode fight, but you, you know, you still have to go get them. Also, I just want to say a special fuck you to everyone who's like, well, if you haven't been glamoring it since 1.0, then you don't deserve to complain. Bullshit. I'm sorry. I and also on top of it, I have I have it in I think two of my glamour sets. I would just want to say, bitch, please, please come mm, no, at me it, with this Dalamud horn. Please mm, find a screenshot that oh, I don't have the Dalamud horn in, bitch, I, please, please. And not only have I glamoured them, not only have I worn them for real. In fact, my first disappointment, with my very first disappointment with the White Ravens, is in 1.0, they no longer had awesome stats. They used to have awesome stats. They, they had, like, refresh and regen on them. Mm-hmm. Right? I feel like at the end of 1.0, 1.23, they were kind of still thinking, ah, oh, you know, in 11, they put refresh on some gear. Right? No, we don't get any sort of... So they, they already fucked me once. Now they're fucking me again. Now they've honestly fucked me a third time, I'm going to tell you, because I, I like you, did the event, right? I, 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 I went in, got into a group, I fought some fates in Ulda, I have, I don't know, 160, 190 rising tokens. I already have the Manderville earrings. I already have the White Ravens, okay? I can buy fucking fireworks. So... I think part of my anger is that they did not make replica white ravens, replica Manderville earrings. Go ahead and fucking make them better. Give them better stats. Make them fucking dieable. I don't care. Because I just last night I came to the realization. So the first problem I had was, well, I earned these when I was playing one point whatever. Now I'm doing this rising event and the rewards, I get no good new rewards. I get no, I get new, no new raven earrings. It's the same item. I get no new Manderville earrings. Where is my reward? Yeah. So yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm a little salty and I don't really want to keep anything away from anyone And a lot of people are like, well, I wanted the White Ravens for glamour. And that's fine. That could have been covered by replica White Ravens. And, oh, I keep reading, oh, you just want to keep those items exclusive. Well, fuck yes, I do. Yes. I play Sea of Thieves, and there are some some events I haven't gone back and done. I did not do, I can't remember, like the last event. I don't expect to load in there and be able to go finish it now. I didn't play then. I don't get that cool hat. And that's just, I don't know. That's, I feel like that's fine. So I'm, I'm pretty upset. <laughs> and you know, next, and you, and you know, next year it's going to be the, the Dalamid horn. What was it last year? The earring? Uh, well, they sold the earring. The moon oh, no, that they the, just straight okay. up sold. So, yes. So, at least it wasn't on the Mog Station. Yeah, at least it wasn't on the Mog Station. I can only hope that the 10-year 
is the Dalamud horn. And maybe they'll come up with some idea and say, well, because the White Raven was so hard to get, we made that easy to get, but... You know, the Gubu, all you had to do was talk to the guy, and the and the, and the Dalamud mm-hmm. Horn, all you had to do was beat the normal mode, so maybe we won't give those away, but I don't See, know, and man. The, I th- and I personally think the Dalamud Horn would be awesome if they made a reproduction Dalamud Horn you could die. I want to die the little right? ball. That would be cool. I My Twitter pick almost always is me back in 1.23 with the Dalamud horn on. I had just turned in the quest. I took that screenshot, and that is honestly my avatar in a lot of places. So I don't know. We'll see. And I and I and again, I know I'm getting mad about pixels. Yep, I've had them exclusively for five years, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think, I'm trying to decide if they had put Riven Road hard in the game, right? What if it was really the same fight, the same difficulty, just with the, you know, 4.3 engine? Well, you know, I would feel a little bit better if this quest was Riven Road. Like, if they said, let's remember how the Warrior of Light defeated Nail Vandarnas, and you actually did the Nail Vandarnas fight... I would feel a little better about having the tokens or getting the White Ravens from it because people were actually doing the fight again. So I just think it's a slap in the face to not only, you know, you're getting the White Ravens, something that was exclusive for the 1.0 crew, but just to just run through Ulda and stand around and heal people and just deal do a bunch of stupid fates... And that's really what it is. It's a bunch of dumb fates. Um, to to get these earrings, I know the Manderville is a little bit different because you you can't really reproduce all the the Hildebrand quests, and we we actually have some Hildebrand quests that are similar in storyline to what the one point oh one was. But to um to have the the fates just a spawn of monsters over and over and over and then say here's some white ravens for standing around old da it's just not the same give us the opportunity to do the hard mode of ribbon road or something like thereof and then let us earn the white ravens from that i maybe i would feel a little bit better maybe i wouldn't but at least it would be similar in action to to what yeah. the uh, 1.0 players had gone through I still think the perfect answer would to make reproductive reproduction ones that were diable and better. And it would have also given me something to earn during this event. All right, let's move on. Yeah. Yelta salty, but we knew that. Whew, what's this? No- oh, this is next one is about the translation Ooh, yeah. of the poem from the event. Can I cover this? Right. I read this yes, earlier. Yes, please, please, please do. So, when you do the New Rising event, not only do you get Yelta's salty white raven earrings, but you also <laughs> you also get a poem by the Wandering Minstrel, Yoshida-san himself. And the Wandering Minstrel says, and this is in English, he says, O hero of rebirth traversing, soar you the azure skies, upon your breast a crimson crest, shine down from on high, O hero of rebirth transcending, 
Weave you an azure lie. By your deeds doth crimson bleed and darkness quench the fire. Now, this is from a Reddit post. In Japanese, it's the following direct translation. Champions who overcame the rebirth travel through the azure. With victory in their hearts from the crimson war bring light to the world. Champions who surpass the rebirth fraud the azure mythos. With defeat in their hearts from the Crimson Rebellion, bring darkness to the world. And it goes on to say the speculation from the Japanese community is perhaps there's a parallel universe where Nanamo was assassinated, Ishgard went awry, and Doma and Alamigo's campaign ended in failure. A world with the alter ego of the Warrior of Light. Who could the hero of Rebirth Transcending be? And uh, this is a very interesting take. There's some good comments in here like, what if the White Assian is really the warrior of light from the future and things go too light and then he comes back and changes it. But really focusing on, um, oh, this was also great, bringing it back to my homeboy, Urian Jay. Urian Jay had a quote when you leave for Kugane. He says, Look ye where the sun doth rise, see crimson embers, darkening skies. Look ye where the sun doth fall, see Azur lost amid the squall. And uh, this writer says she, uh, they suspect they are related. I suspect they are too. I would be interested if Urianger, you remember bringing it back to 1.0 again. Remember Urianger was like a messenger of darkness. Urianger was not a good guy. In one point. Well, okay. He was and he well, wasn't. He was, he was kind of framed, right? Yeah. He was like someone stirring up trouble, if I remember correctly. I have to go back and look. He was not a cool dude the way they originally said it. Like you were like you were looking for this guy and then there was a fight whenever you found him and you had to kill stuff, and it was like, who is this guy spreading these like prophecies of darkness? And of course we all know Urianger's not a bad guy, but he he. Mm, he's right there on the edge. You know, he's right there touching darkness. He knows who uh, and well, what Elidibus is. On, he's, he, he, he's put on a face mask and done things. Oh, yeah. He's he's mm-hmm. touched the white assy and he's had conversations. <laughs> he knows what's going on behind the scenes. And he I think he ultimately knows what's really happening with the Assians. So it would make sense if Urian J knew about an alternate reality, knew about an alternate world where things were not good, I would not be surprised to know if Urianger came from another universe and perhaps mm, came from... I already a- had some pre-knowledge of what we were going to... He may have came from another universe where things did not turn out and he's here telling us what could happen if we don't change what could happen in the future. And that's where I'm like, look, I mean, if there's an alternate universe where Mombrita's alive, you know, let the... Okay, I'm going to let that go. But I think there's more to it than meets the eye. No, of course, Yelta and I are always, like, hyping shit up, and we want shit that's way above and beyond the what Yoshida can fucking deliver to us. But this is our cry for 5.0 for, like... Can we have some, like, really epic shit? Maybe not necessarily Cataclysm, wow, because we've already had that, no, you know? But, we've but had alternate a- universes has already been, you know, parallel universes is already canon in the game. The Warriors Absolutely. of Darkness, you know, I... 
In fact, I was super surprised. So what was that cut scene? Was it in Heavensward where the Asian was talking to like the warrior of darkness and they looked like they were on the moon yep. and we were all like the moon. We're going to the moon. And those of us who played other Final Fantasies or game games are like, yes, that makes perfect sense. And then, you know, the entire fucking warriors of darkness arc was like two minutes and it should have been like. It's like a fucking cartoon. It's like, we're out of here. Yeah. Goodbye, everybody. And then resolved. <laughs> yeah, we need a fix to that shit. So the speculation here is maybe there's some dark stuff ahead and maybe we'll see an alternate reality. I would love to see something like that. So there is hope mm-hmm. for the 5.0 storyline. In fact, that wait, wait, yes. 5.0 hasn't been announced so they don't think they're even making it oh that's right there may not be that's a 5.0 right. and so can may leave the uh the, the uh keynote they're speech. not announcing anything at fanfest but we may know what the name of the next expansion is oh see yeah you segued really really well so what was this the the copyright bot was mm. it right that what's the name it's trademark trademark bot, bot. Shadow Bringers, mm. which sounds amazing. It has that two-word concatenated feel that is a patch name or a uh, expansion name for this game. My first comment is SB is already Stormblood, <laughs> and that would be a really bad fucking yeah. idea. Par for the course for Yoshida's amazing ideas. Mm. Uh uh what's that womp womp, womp sound? Womp. We need we need that cuz that's <laughs> But yeah, no, so so they did trademark Shadowbringers. It may have nothing to do with this game. People already talk about there's that whole prelude uh to Violet or prelude I don't remember what yeah, it was. Yeah, that's, that's, that's an 4. old 4. one. Yeah, that's 4.4 prelude to Violet. Yeah. So well, what is know. what is our uh, what is our former legati's name? Uh, the legatus's name that's uh, hanging out with us in the burn. What did they call oh, him? The oh, shadows. Gaius got the shadow. Something. Shadow. Fuck. What? Shadow fucker. You got it. <laughs> A shadow fucker. <laughs> I don't know. It's Gaius, guys. Yeah. Spoiler it's, alert. It's, it's Gaius. Gaius, and I'm actually kind of happy. But anyway, yeah. Nobody can die in this game except for fucking Moon Burita. Yeah, no. I don't know. It, it's so funny. Well, you know, I'm with you. I think SB is kind of like a, like, really? Shadowbringers on that one? And it's a little early, I think people are saying, for that to be the expansion name. Uh, you know, if it was a patch name, I get that, but why would you trademark a patch's name? Is that... Shadow Hunter. Shadow Hunter. Sorry. So, Sorry. you know, maybe, maybe... I mean, Shadow Hunter could fight the Shadowbringers. Shadowbringers. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, that could, yeah. you know, EastEnders. It sounds... Know. Right. Well, I think we're going to have to. So, Heavensward focused a bit on the Asians, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I feel like Stormblood has kind of been kind of free of the Asians. We're going back. But, you know, we we know, we know. You know, Jesus left the tomb. 
I, you see the, the rock was rolled back. Oh, it's Easter oh. in Eorzea, and uh, the new oh. the new emperor is back. And... You know, but yeah, but you know, Shadowbringers. I I do feel like I I feel like going to Gar, going and fighting the Imperials or or ch- treating with them or something. Right, probably both. I, I think you're going to need a second level something going on, mm-hmm. and definitely Asians are involved. So that's obvious. There you go. You heard it from yeah. Gather Together. Mm-mm. Asians are involved in 5.0. <laughs> if there's a 5.0. All right, all right. Let's move on. Let's move on. Happy hour. Take it, Ruby. All right. Mithrin Scarlet. Mithrin Scarlet, our favorite listener, sent us. Another mail sent this one to me directly, and he says, As an FF14 noob who only started in 3.4 and wants some exclusive items that is impossible to get now, like Cecil Harvey's Heavensward pre-order helmet, I 100% agree with you and Yelta that if they ever want to add new versions of old exclusive items, which they should, they should always be renamed in a separate item ID than the original, so those of you who earned the original property, properly can always get the recognition, notoriety, and remain truly exclusive. I want that Cecil helm, and I'm totally cool if they added a replica version we can buy in the Mog Station, as long as it stays separate from the original so that people who did pre-order Heaven's Word keep their status while I enjoy the glamour of it at the same time. People deserve exclusivity, and people deserve glamour too, but the exclusivity should always take priority over glamour, and you can easily have both. Number one, I want to say, after drinking that glass of wine, I'm glad I could pronounce exclusivity <laughs> properly. And number two, I agree with you, but only in in this regard. As far as this, the Cecil or Cecil Helm, um, those I think are based on like the length of time you've played the game. So I have no problem if somebody who plays a game gets a bonus item. Now maybe on the Cecil. No, that was a, that, so the that Cecil was helm a, is just the Heaven Sword bonus. There were exclusive It was it was a it was an exclusive bonus. I think I had to have the Heaven Sword special. There were exclusive one point bonuses, there are exclusive two point bonuses, etc. I think those should stay exclusive. So if the Cecil helm falls in that category, I agree with you. The ones that have to do with the length of time that you play I think those should be based on the length of time that you play, and I have no problem with people getting those things. I have no problem with people getting a replica item of something. And I think for like those items that aren't exclusive to a pre-order bonus, like the White Ravens, the Dalamud Horn, the 1.0 Gubu, they did that for the 1.0 Gubu. They made another Gubu through a quest. You can go to the Sylphs. You can run enough sylphs and get the, the level four or whatever, and you can get the Gubu minion from there, or mount, I'm sorry. And it's got a different look. It's got little flowers on its head instead of the little red thing. It's actually prettier than the one with it's my carpet. It's cute. But yeah. There's yeah. nothing wrong with it. It's very cute. But there's a difference. And I'm okay with a little bit of a difference just so people have their pride I think that's really ultimately all it goes to. It it's it's a pride well, factor. Well, what else do we get out of this game, right? Glamour is the true end game, and how do you show off? I know a lot of people see no desire to show off, but I grew up when MMOs were young, and you know, you know, someone standing around in town wearing a shiny new hat. I don't know what you like, do it for if you can't show how, off. 
how how do I get one of those? They they would inspire me to go do things. I watch Twitch streamers playing WoW, and they're getting mounts, and they're going, "Ooh, this guy's got this mount. Oh, they played it this time. They did this." There's something to it. So if WoW does it, oh, I can't 14 do it. I think there's something with this development team that has to get over the fact of hurting people's feelings. It just it just has to happen. And of course, my and yours, Yelta, feelings get hurt when they give away other items. And maybe it's our turn. Maybe it's the legacy people's turn to get their feelings hurt because we have a we get a cheaper sub and we already have so much stuff. But, come on, man. Let's be serious here. There should be a point where people can get certain things, and then after that point, you can't get it anymore. Sorry, Charlie. So, there's got to be a standard somewhere. Yoshida, pick a standard. That's all I got. Yeah, well, and what does exclusive mean? Exclusive is exclusive. Limited time is limited time. I... I, I wouldn't even mind so much, like, I'm a proponent of bringing back earlier, like, seasonal quests. Go ahead and let them earn again those items. And what hurts me more is that they put that shit on the MOG station where I can pay real-life money and get an item that I didn't earn. That pisses me off. So, you know, I don't know. I think we beat this dead horse forever, Absolutely. but I, 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 but I agree with Mithra and Scarlet. I, I really think that slapping replica on something, and I'm actually a super proponent for making the replica item dieable or something different that's wa- desired, because I'm, I'm still sitting here going, well, what am I even going to spend my fucking rising tokens on this year? I already have a hundred points of the items. I already have both the 50 point earrings. So I guess I could buy a bunch of fire. Someone was trying to sue this in a free company chat on discord. Well, you know, buy a bunch of fireworks. They stack up to nine, nine, nine now. And I'm like, but I don't need any fucking, I don't use fireworks. What? I, you know, if if you gave me an item that was a replica Manderville earring that I could dye purple, I would be ecstatic. I would be like, that's cool reward. I would use them. And I would use the red ones when I was, you know, glamoring my white mage that has the whole red coil set. There you go. So. Uh, anyway, I... Do you have any more on that? I think we've. I don't want to talk about White Ravens ever fucking again. I'm gonna talk next. We'll talk about the uh, Dalmud Horn next. No, I don't want to talk about my Dalmud. Don't give Yoshida any ideas, please. He already knows. Damn you, Yoshida! It's already in the paperwork. All right, then it's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. You can find links to all of our episodes and blog posts on our website, www.gtffxiv.com. While you're there, leave us a comment. And if you'd like to, you can support us by clicking the donation button. We appreciate any and all donations. You can find us on Twitter at gtffxiv. You can email us at gtffxiv at gmail.com. Please give us a rating. Um, Ruby, personal plug. Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Rubicon Vale, R-U-B-I-C-O-N-V-A-L-E. 
And you can find me on Twitter at Yeltasumasu, Y-E-L-T-A-S-U-M-A-S-U. As always, thank you for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.